1998 film The Truman Show stars Jim Carrey as a man called Truman Burbank. Truman is the star of his very own TV show and has been since he was born nearly 30 years ago. Truman lives in the almost perfect American town of Seahaven, but whilst everyone knows that Truman is the lead role in the show, he himself is totally unaware. Truman thinks his life is normal, but in reality his entire life is a fabrication. Seahaven is in fact a giant stage set. Even the weather is controlled. And all the people he knows are actors. His friendly neighbours, the guy that sells him the newspaper, his best friend Marlon, even his wife who crosses her fingers on their wedding day and never misses an opportunity for product placement. The show is a global phenomenon. Millions of viewers around the world tuning in to see this normal life of Truman every day. But this utopian drama begins to unravel when Truman begins to question his identity. This is brought on initially by strange things happening. A stage light crashes to the ground outside his house. He gets caught in a rain shower which seems to just rain on the spot where he is. And so Truman begins to question the limits of his world. He wants to get away, to have an adventure, to explore. He starts to question his very existence. Maybe I'm being set up for something, he asks Marlon. You ever think that? Like your whole life has been building towards something? And as Truman becomes increasingly aware and increasingly suspicious, again he confides in his friend. I don't know what to think, Marlon, he says. Maybe I'm losing my mind. It feels like the whole world revolves around me somehow. When I was looking at uh, our passage today, Luke's story of Jesus as a 12-year-old boy, I was reminded of the, of the Truman Show. There are, I think, many parallels between these stories, except The Truman Show is almost like a photographic negative of the story of Jesus, a reversal of Luke's story. Jesus, like Truman, is the centre of the story, the star of the show. But not just this story. Jesus isn't just the centre of Luke's Gospel, he is the centre of all the Gospels. And not only the Gospels, but he is the centre of the entire Bible. He is the star of the show. All of the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament, is pointing towards Jesus or reflecting and reacting to Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. And not just this incredible book, in fact, the whole story of creation, the entire story of humanity, all of history, Jesus is at the very centre. He is the star of the show. The difference, of course, between Jesus and Truman is that Jesus is fully, totally aware. Unlike in the Truman show, in the story of Jesus, the supporting actors are, if you like, unaware of the ultimate reality of who Jesus is, at least in part. By the way, just as an aside, let's put away any misunderstanding that this story is about parental neglect or youthful disobedience. 
There are plenty of cultural contexts where you can read about in the books which tell us that isn't what this story is about. This story is about Jesus and about what Jesus reveals. Now, the first group of supporting actors to Jesus are the teachers in the temple courts. These courts in Jerusalem were famous across Judea as places of learning. And because it was Passover, many of the greatest rabbis from around the country would have come in to think and to teach, to argue and wrestle with God's word, with God's truth, to look at the scriptures together. Of course, they would have also all been expecting a Messiah. So this would have been discussed at great length. Now, it wouldn't have been unusual for students to gather at the feet of these rabbis, to listen, to ask questions. But this student, this 12-year-old boy, was something else. He was asking probing questions and giving answers. And we read that everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. As one writer explains it, this must mean, this must relate to Jesus deducing things from scripture which they had never found before. These great minds had never come across this understanding that Jesus, this 12-year-old boy, brought. But did they realise who was sat there in front of them? Did they realise the true identity of this boy? Did they see that the longed-for Messiah was right there? At this point, I've imagined Jesus having a bit of fun with the teachers um, just to himself. I imagine him hearing them talking about the story of creation in Genesis and quietly thinking to himself, yeah, been there, done that. Or maybe asking them with a bit of cheekiness to, to remind him of where the Messiah would be born, which town he would come from. And then again, when they reveal Bethlehem, saying to himself, where was it my mum said that I was born again? The second group of actors are his parents, Mary and Joseph. Now they had some understanding, especially Mary, of Jesus's identity, but even they don't fully grasp it. They too, verse 48, are astonished when they see him in the temple, engaging with these teachers. And with a strong mix of relief at having found him and anger that he hadn't gone with them, she gives Jesus a telling off. Why have you treated us like this? And Jesus's response to Mary is a statement of amazing revelation. Why were you searching for me? He replies, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? This is a moment of great revelation. It is a re revelation of who Jesus is and that he knows who he is. And it is also a great revelation of what his calling is and that he knows what his calling is. Truman, in his ignorance, asks if he's being set up for something, if his life is building towards something, as if the whole world somehow revolves around him. Jesus knows. Unlike Truman, Jesus knows exactly that he is here for a reason, that his life is building towards something, that the whole world does actually indeed, yes, revolve round him. This is the focal point of the beginning of Luke's gospel. Up until now, Luke has told us what other people have said about Jesus. But here 
we hear the first recorded words of Jesus and he reveals what he knows about himself. Firstly, Jesus refers to God as his father. This reveals his understanding. He is the son of God exclusively, uniquely. He is different from and deeper than anything that had ever been known before, as one writer put it. He is so sure of this identity. Why were you looking for me? Isn't it obvious I would be here? It made perfect sense to Jesus to be with his father. Secondly, it is a revelation of his calling. In my father's house can be translated as about my father's business. In other words, Jesus knows that he has a personal duty to his father in heaven. He has a sense of obligation. I must be, I had to be, or as some translations put it, it is necessary that. Where the father is, that is where Jesus will be. And what is the father's business? The father's business, the father's work is the work of salvation. So that is the work of the son. I wonder what role you play in this drama. Perhaps you're like Mary and Joseph. Perhaps you know who Jesus is. You know his true identity. In the past, you had a revelation of his truth. But maybe somehow you feel that he isn't as real to you as he once was. He isn't as close to you as he once was. He's not as present with you as he once was. Perhaps to some degree you feel you have lost Jesus. Maybe through circumstances, maybe through your own neglect, maybe through messing up maybe through bereavement or illness or or fear, maybe simply the current experience of isolation, of lockdown, of restriction has caused you to feel that Jesus isn't to be found in the same way that he once was. To be honest, I reckon all of us who've known Jesus sometimes feel like that to some degree. Or perhaps the role you play in the drama is the role of the teachers in the temple courts. Perhaps you've not yet found Jesus. Perhaps you are waiting for God to reveal himself, for the rescuer to come. And maybe you've heard something about this Jesus character, which has intrigued you, which has captured you. Perhaps you've been astonished or amazed at something you've heard Jesus has said or something you've heard Jesus has done. And now, You're looking for him. I think we are all looking for Jesus. In The Truman Show, Christoph, the show's creator and mastermind, defends himself against accusations that Truman has been the victim of a massive lie. And he says this, if Truman was absolutely determined to discover the truth, there's no way we could prevent him. The Bible says something similar, not quite in the same words. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. If you are absolutely determined to find Jesus, to find the truth that he reveals, there is no way anything can prevent you.
So how do we find Jesus? He's not in the temple courts. How do we find Jesus? I'd like to suggest several ways we can find Jesus. First of all, Jesus is revealed through creation. We find Jesus through the world that he created. As you go out each day to your daily exercise, take time to look up, to reflect, to enjoy, to ask Jesus to reveal himself again through that which has been made by the creator. Romans 1 teaches us that God's invisible qualities are revealed through what has been made. Secondly, Jesus is revealed through his people, what we call his body or the church, his hands and feet on earth. We see Jesus in people's faces, in the words and prayers and actions of others who have found Jesus for themselves. And perhaps remarkably, we also see Jesus revealed through those who don't yet know him themselves, significantly through the poor. Again, the Bible teaches us that when we feed the hungry, when we give the thirsty something to drink, when we welcome the stranger, clothe the unclothed, look after, after the sick, visit the prisoner, we encounter Jesus and he reveals himself to us. Thirdly, Jesus is revealed when we share bread and wine together, the symbols of his body and blood on the cross for us. When we share those things, Jesus is revealed. Perhaps for me, one of the hardest things about not meeting together in person in the church is that we're unable to stand in the community, the body of believers, and share in this way. But what we can all do every day is continue to be filled with his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit whose job is to reveal Jesus to us and lead us into the truth. And every day we can open our hands in a posture of openness and pray the church's ancient prayer, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Jesus will be revealed to us when we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives every day. And finally, this story reminds us that one of the simplest ways of finding Jesus is through scripture. The story which from beginning to end is a revelation of Jesus. Just as Jesus wanted nothing more than to learn and wrestle and discuss and question and grow through studying at the feet of these rabbis, of these teachers in the temple courts, let's commit again to read the Bible, to study it, to wrestle with it, to question and debate and think and reflect, to argue about it, to go deeper and deeper and deeper into this incredible book. And there in the midst of its pages to find once again, Jesus. Truman in the movie, when he finally finds out the truth, says to his creator, was nothing real? You were real, replies Christoph. It's what made you so good to watch. As we search for Jesus, 
the only real true man, let's once again be amazed and astonished at how good Jesus is.